0: footy lives funnels coverage is brought to you by simmons homes every day across australia it's tools up for team simmons because their people stand by their promise to start putting your new home on time and on budget so if you're ready to join the thousands of australians like jimmy zabo that they're welcoming home every month talk to simmons the great australian builder before we get to the grand final football talking of houses how's the new digs jimmy
1: it's good. As you can see behind me, no, it's white. You can't really see. You can see an empty bookshelf. And it's not because I can't read. I can read. I just haven't opened the books up yet. So we just moved in in Boronia. So if you're in Boronia, hashtag, uh, what's it called again? The round preview. And uh, and we'll, we'll meet up for a walk. Because that's all we can do at the moment, Fordo. And it's good weather outside. But all we can do is go for a walk or go to a protest.
0: And what better way to spend your AFL grand final than outside by the wireless? <laughs> Getting
2: home,
1: exactly right. I was so jealous (laughs) of Perth, man. You know, they've been able to enjoy it. It feels so
2: long, doesn't it, boys, since we've last Mm. had a game. I reckon it's dragged on. Get rid of the buy. What do you reckon, Nico? Yeah, or we could just, you know, fly to Perth. But yeah, the buy, I'm not a fan of it. These two weeks have gone on for bloody ages. So I'm just keen to get into it, mate. Looking forward to a good game of footy. That's what everyone is. Let's get into the big dance that's finally here. This
0: year's weird AFL season will culminate in one of the most deserved grand finals in years. They'll pit against the league's undisputed number one and number two, despite the fact this will be the first time ever in the modern AFL history that one will play fifth in an AFL grand final, despite the fact that both these sides spent 21 of the 23 rounds of the season in one and two and had a combined eight players in the All-Australian team this year. Now they've had two encounters, they've split them both evenly down the middle in very different circumstances. Each side has a plethora of storylines from the great drought of Melbourne Demons to the underdog story of the Western Bulldogs. But boys, can you break it down for me? And how do you think each of these teams holds the key to victory on the weekend?
2: Nico, let us off with the favourites, Melbourne. I mean, the Melbourne, the the Demons, they tick all the boxes in terms of, you know, their team on paper. Uh, They've got the best defense in the competition. They've got great individuals back there. Their midfield, we know, is uh, incredible. Uh, It's deep. They've got the best ruckman in the competition. And their forwards, I mean, they they don't even have to rely on their forwards. They they know how to kick big scores. So, um, yeah, I mean, for the Demons, they just need to stick to their guns, stick to what they've done best all year, They've been the best team all year. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think both teams heading into the grand final will uh, play to their strengths, uh, which sets up a really good game of footy for us. Um, should be high scoring, but, you know, if, if I think that's all Melbourne need to worry about is just playing to their strengths and I think they'll be right. So having said that, last time these two teams met, Melbourne only scored 19 points in the first
0: half. So when you say play to their strengths, I think there's a bit of, as uh, David King would say, water and oil about these two sides. But, you know, Melbourne's strength mm. is the is the hit out and then getting the clearance. Doggy's strength, they don't care about the hit out. They defend the secondary contest and then try and stop it from getting on the outside. So if both of these teams play to their absolute strength, which team wins
2: that midfield battle in your eyes? Um, it, yeah, it's a tough one because, like you said, it, it is going to be a midfield battle. And... Um, if, if the Demons do win that battle, uh, I think it's going to be tough for the Dogs because like we saw in the last five rounds of the season, um, they they struggled to get the ball from one end of the field to the other. Uh, that Those chains, uh, they, they just couldn't get anything going from there. But like we saw f- last week in the preliminary final against Port Adelaide, uh, when the Bulldogs uh, were gifted clearances pretty much, um, they just blew their opposition away. So... Yeah, to answer your question, if, if the Demons uh, win that midfield battle, which I think they will, uh, they'll they'll be hard to stop. So, mm. as per usual, Jimmy, Nico's yeah. hedging his bets. Give us the hard,
0: honest truth about how Melbourne win this and win this convincingly.
1: Well, the honest truth is they've got the best – well, Nico mentioned it, so it was half right. They've got the best defence in the league, so – I mean, it's, very, it's going to be very, very hard to stop. The, the one thing I'm interested in, because you know the doggies, they like to bring their forwards up to the contest because like Gordo pointed out there, they don't mind losing the tap because they've got coverage around around the uh, around the stoppages. But that means you've got to sacrifice a few forwards. But when you sacrifice a few forwards, that means you're going to leave a spare defender back. And you know, May and Lever in the back, unbelievable interceptors. So I think I'm going to be interested to see how what Bevo does. Also, I think, you know, Gorney is is an absolute champion. Now, we'll save our tips for later about Norm Smiths, but I give a hint away there. I think that, you know, he's way too good. He's way too good. Now, might, Bevo might go after him because we saw Port actually went after him. I can't remember what was, when it was, but they went after him. They were bumping him off the ball, getting inside his head, and it really worked. So I think... If they do something like that, it might might shift them. But the, then again, you've got Luke Jackson as well who can jump in and, and win a few taps. I think Melbourne are uh, too good from the stoppage. They're the number one team for scoring from stoppages, and I think they've upped it in the in the, uh, in the the finals as well. Just absolutely smashing teams from the source. The breakaway speed like Petrarca and Oliver have got, um, I think – They'll be too good. And when you've, like, you know, Gordo brought up a nice little question to Nico about what happens if they're both at their game in the midfield, I think the defence wins grand finals. And I think that's what's what's going to be the difference in the end.
0: So you say defence wins grand finals, but a lot of the time also accurate kicking, especially early in games, wins grand finals. And Melbourne have the worst set shot percentage of any team in the competition this year at 53.8%. Do you trust... Their forward line, which, you know, out of all their lines is their weakest, it's not weak by any means, but it's the weakest of the lines available. Uh, do you trust them to be clutch under pressure, especially from set shots on, fr- on Saturday?
1: A big reason why the set shots aren't great is because they haven't really had a stable forward line. I mean, I think when Ben Brown comes in, he gets rid of some of those problems. But also, they can score from their midfielders. Oliver might kick one. I mean, he doesn't often kick him. But he has this season. It's been different. Petrarca can kick goals. They've got these little, you know, half forwards that that can kick goals. And against Geelong, they scored 101 points from clearance wins. Which is ridiculous amount. So they've got so those clearances that leads to scores. It's not always a set shot. But I think when you've got Ben Brown up forward, Bailey Fritch has been really good as well. I think they can be clutch. Another thing is, Gordo, you haven't believed in Melbourne all season. And to be honest, you nearly convinced me because we're not going to believe it until it happens. But I've doubted them, I doubted them, I doubted them. I said it's Melbourne. They can't do it. They can't, I've said it too long. I'm on the Melbourne bandwagon now. I believe that they can get those set shots. I'm not giving away my tip yet because he said wait till the end. I'm gonna wait. I'm not gonna tell you what I'm tipping, but I think they can get those set shots, Gordo.
0: My very curious aspect to this will be how Melbourne handles being the not only the favorite, but I feel like the fan favorite. I feel like because of the drought, because of Max Gorn and his big beard, because mm. of all those kind of characteristics, him being a superhero yeah. of sorts, it's like, how do they handle if things go wrong, like how do they handle it? If the dogs come after them like Port did and Maxie go to get knocked about, how does Jake Lever handle it? If he has to actually, you know, play man on man as um, mm. you know, that like Jacob Townsend mm. did to, to him in the, in the grand final in 2018, like true. how did, like how do they respond to not being able to play their A game? Because as you said, they've been the best team all year and they haven't really had to bother. Like they just play, we'll play our best footy. So the coach knows we're the best we know we're the best. We'll just, we'll just be the best. It'll be very interesting to see if they do mm. go down early, what happens. Just a quick point. They've
1: also had to send over some extra merchandise from Victoria. So they actually ran out in WA of Melbourne merchandise. Mm. So they've got, it's like a home ground for them. There'll be a lot of Melbourne supporters.
0: Don't worry on Saturday. Yes. It's funny how they come out of the woodwork after 60 odd years from there. <laughs> finally up at the top of the ladder. Yeah. So if things go a bit haywire in the first quarter, that brings the underdog story into mm. scope. Now, Nico, how yeah. does Bevo manufacture a
2: doggies underdog win here? I mean, I think half the battle. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about the demons first. Um, I think half the battle. We well, just we'll spend them, half an hour doing that. No, sorry, I'll, I'll just I'll speak on the demons because <laughs> it leads into my next argument. But um. Yeah, I think half the battle is going to be a mental battle because they have only played, like, what, one game in the last 28 days. So they might be physically prepared. Uh, Their bodies haven't been beaten up as much as as the dogs. Um, But, yeah, it's going to be a mental battle for the Demons. But, you know, for the dogs, uh, I think a massive advantage for them uh, by playing those extra games is that they're going to be uh, more physically ready um, and and prepared for, you know, a much heated uh, first quarter battle. So... Um, How how does uh, Beverage um, cause that upset? I think they they need to hit the scoreboard early. They need to win clearances. They, They need to get into the Demon's heads. They need to get into Max Gorn's head. I think they will um, have a plan for, and they have to. I think that I think one of the negatives of having such a big prelim final uh, for a player is that you will get targeted in the grand final. So, and I think Max Gorn said it himself: uh, Stefan Martin is one of the hardest Ruckmans he's ever played on. So, um, it's not going to be easy for Max Gorn. They're going to give him a hard time, and they, they need to come out firing the uh, Bulldogs and put Melbourne under that pressure straight away. That being said,
0: however, is that. You know, Melbourne has all the aspects, has all the killers, has all the pillars, has all the parts. They've got they've got tools at either end, they've got dynamite in the middle. The dogs seem just a bit, you know, a bit same same. They've got that midfield that bats deep, and then they've got a plethora of general smalls and general defenders. Do they have targets that they can, they can bow themselves out to? Because if they do just go the, the chop-out kicks and the up and unders, mm. that's that's perfect for Melbourne. They will they will love that intercept. That brings lever into the game and probably leave it into a norm. So who is going to stand up from either end of the field for the doggies to be their, their bailout hero type character?
2: Yeah, I mean, the first person you'll look to is Aaron Norton. Um, even if he's not on fire, what he needs to do is just make sure the D's aren't getting those intercept marks. So he just, he needs to be the man for the Bulldogs up forward to bring that ball to ground and let the small forwards do their thing. Cody Waitman. um, He needs to get involved obviously, but yeah, then they're not going to be looking for those bailout kicks. They just need to create contests in the air because we do. I mean, Melbourne's the best defense in the competition. They've got the best intercept markers. Um, I won't give away my uh, Norm Smith yet, but um. Yeah. Long story short, I think the bulldogs just need to cut off all those sorts of long, bu- uh, long bombs into the forward 50. Just make sure uh, the D's aren't getting their hands on it. So you're a fellow musician, Jimmy, just like yeah. Bevo himself.
0: What drum beats do you hear that will lead towards the Doggy's victory?
1: Well, I'm not going to give you a broom, just because you haven't uh, given us a joke all day. We've been waiting here, Gordo. Nothing yet, but. What I will say is that the dirty dogs like to play dirty sometimes, but in a nice way. I think they need to go after Max Gorn. I think Nico said that as well. Go after him. And just absolutely get in his head and 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 just fight that 's what they are. the underdogs do whatever you can to win and that's gonna, that might that might get in his head. You know, I think who was it was a lucky hunter talk, talking during the week, and he said something about you know uh, not letting Max influence all over the ground, so that was his focus obviously it 's a team focus, so i wouldn 't be surprised if they go up to him for the first bounce and get into his head. He likes to assign you know different tasks to different players. I think maybe a Josh Dunkley gets a task, but also Josh Shackey. We've seen Shaqie play defense and forward. I think he's going to take Lever, like what he did with Aliyah Aliyah. Now, of the contest, the dogs, we know that they've got the extra uh, numbers around the contest at times, and they um, they can kick it long and blaze away, but they also have a nice handball game. So if they can get out of stoppages well and handball it through and then pick their targets, I mean, that's going to be the way they can win that game, and they've got the balls to win it at the source. We know Liberator, and he was on track for the most clearances ever at one stage in this season. He's gone down a little bit, but still, he can get the ball, get his clearances out. I think the Dogs, if they're you know they're tough and hard and get in Melbourne's head, like Nico said, I think that's their best chance to do it. And yes, they have Aaron Norton there, but you don't want to play into the hands of um, of Jake Lever and Stephen May. I just I'm expecting something from Luke Beveridge. I'm expecting something different. I think that you know they're going to try. Yeah, like I said, go after Max Gorn or make a big statement early. I'm really excited to see how he does this because you just can't count the dogs out. And I think it's going to be a close game, to be honest.
0: Mm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I think it might play out that first quarter, just like, you know, Bever had something for Port. Port were the clear favourites playing at home. They came out. They mm. won the differential for contested possession by 23. It was basically yeah. a game over for us at that point. But they had a clear plan and they executed it well and they weren't afraid to get, you know, down and dirty and, and play on the edge, as they as they say. You know, say at halftime, when Melbourne have been leading, they haven't lost the game this season. So
1: that start is so important. I mean, especially in a grand final. But that's a great record for Melbourne, leading at halftime, no matter what the score is. They've never lost. So keep an eye on the start, first and second quarter. My God, how important they are! Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely, and that leads nicely into our predictions, then boys. So. Our predictions all season have been brought to you by Simmons Homes. And every day across Australia, it's tools up for Team Simmons because their people stand by their promise to start building your new home on time and on budget. So if you're ready to join the hundreds of Australians that are welcoming you home each and every month, talk to Simmons, the great Australian builder, and they're ready to start laying down some foundations from your picks on this great Australian day of a great Australian games, yes. the AFL Grand Final. So I want a prop prediction from you boys, something that you think will just happen just a random one to keep an eye out on for the first three quarters before things get interesting in the fourth. I mm. want to have a Norm Smith prediction, and then I want your tip. But let's go our props first. How do you think the game plays out in general?
2: Yeah, I, like Jimmy just said, I reckon it's going to be a close game. So the final result, I don't know what the line is at the moment, but um, I'm just going to go for um, a D's win within, oh, I don't know, ten points. We'll be back after a quick break.
1: Yeah. yeah, my my one is my prediction is that they're going to go after Max Gorn. So have a look. I reckon before the first siren, there's going to be at least one or two players go up to Maxi Gorn and give him a bump. That's what I'm looking at. You yeah,
0: have a bit of pre-action there? That's a, that's a bit of Dipminico about you there. Dipminico yep. on the boundary line. You've been talking <laughs> yeah. to one of the boys, have you? Well, I
1: haven't. That's what I was going to say. If I had, to has been... better.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Dermot Braden <laughs> story is good. Check out good chat by the way. Absolutely. One of the great grand final stories there. Mine (laughs) is a bit more statistical. So as you mentioned, Jimmy, the first quarter is very important. Mm. If you lead by more than 14 points at quarter time uh, in AFL, VFL history, you win 70 in a grand final. You lead 70, you win 75% of the time. So if you break that two goal barrier by the first quarter, you will basically win the game. And 23 points is the absolute margin. No one's come back. Uh, 10% have come back to a 23-point margin. Mm. So that first quarter is always very, very important, which, you know, pretty obvious cliche. On to our Norm Smiths. and now we're expecting midfielders. Are we expecting cult superheroes? Are we expecting another halfbacker to win one? It seems to be the want of the last 20-odd years. Jimmy, you go first. Who's your sure, Norm Smith pick for either side? Changing it up. You know, I would love it to be Adam Trelaw. Because just the
1: story, how good would that story be? Get pushed out of Collingwood. Oh, stuff you. I'm going to go win a flag and a Norm Smith. I don't think he will, though, to be honest, because I think that I'm going to get – well, I won't give my tip away. But um, <laughs> I think – Give it away. You know, <laughs> I'll give it away. Everyone knows, Nico, it's just a rolling joke. Okay, Um, I'm I'm going to go Max Gorn because I reckon it'll fire him up, and I think he's going to have a big field day against – um. Against Steph Martin and Tim English in Iraq. But also because if you took out all the midfielders in the Brownlow, he would have won the Brownlow. And I think people are going to keep an eye on him and go, bloody hell, you know, he could have won in a few years. He's had a great seasons, So he's in He's in the grand final. If he had a half-decent game, I think he's getting it, to be honest. Norm Smith for Max Gorn.
0: There we
2: go. Nico, who are you Norm Smith? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I was saying Max Gorn all week, but... um. Yeah, I think I, I sold myself on the fact that uh, the Dogs are going to target him. So I'm going to stick with that um, and go Jake Lever. I'll go with one of the defenders. I think the defense is going to be important mm. um, in this game. And yeah, he he's just, he's a quality uh, he's a quality player. He's one of uh, Melbourne's crucial uh, key three, I reckon, in their top three uh, crucial players. So I reckon he'll stand up. And for the Dogs, um it's going to take a play to break the game open, so I'm gonna I'm gonna lean for Bont and Pally, the skipper. Wow, some Bont love for once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You hate him, don't you? you unfortunately, just, you my I, I don't dislike him. Why do you dislike my him? My ma- I don't. No, oh, I'm I saying you, unfortunately, you uh, unfortunately, my man Jack McRae doesn't get the love he deserves, as proven. On Brownlow night, uh, only fourteen points. He probably uh, will now, votes, Nico. So. He's
1: averaging bloody thirty-seven disposals. A mate, game he, in he's <laughs> my favourite
2: player outside, <laughs> mate, outside of Hawthorne. McRae is my favourite player, but yeah. um, he just doesn't get noticed for some reason. And I think he's, I think he's the best player in the competition. But uh, the umpires certainly don't agree. But yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think a couple of goals, twenty odd disposals. we get in the Norm Smith if the dogs get up. There you go. I like your theory there. It's just like your pick.
0: And so, obviously, I'm do do the Norm Smith, which is a good thing. People that know about the game pick the Norm Smith. Yes. And so, if the doggies do get up, it'll be their difference maker. All their close, mm. tight games against top eight sides, one person stands up and that person is Tom Libertore. He is the difference maker for the doggies. We saw it against Port in the opening quarter, two decisive center clearances He's averaging six uh, six clearances a game and over three center clearances. Those numbers will be, will be bonkers, and that's where they'll get their, their cheap scores from. Mm. If he has a 20-disposal, two-goal, you know, two six, seven-clearance game, then that would be the difference, and that's, that's how the doggies get across the line. If it's Melbourne wins and they win the kind of the script, I think you have to go down like the favorites, for, uh, Norm Smith, and that's the dusty, the dusty mold. And so who's their dusty player from Melbourne? It's uh, Chris, Chris Petrarca. So yep. a 30 disposal, mm. three goal game, the classic dusty numbers. He's capable of doing that and he's capable of he winning is. a dusty norm mm. if they get across the line. But, of course, the most important question of Grand Final Day, boys, is who are we picking and why? I want to know which team, by
2: how much, and your thoughts behind it. Yep. Nico, lead us off. Okay, Nico. Yeah, I've already given one. Sorry, but, yeah, Melbourne by under 10 points, I reckon it's going to be a really close game. Um and yeah, it could go either way, really. It's going to be a midfield battle, like we said. Um, but I have to back in the fairy tale story. I think everything's just gone right for them this season. They've had a good run up until the grand final. Um, I think we've been sucked in a little bit by the Bulldogs too um, over the last few weeks. Um, I mean, they've done what they could to get into the grand final. And they were brilliant against Port Adelaide, but... I just feel like Melbourne, they, they just deserve it. They've been the best team all year, um, more consistently anyway than the Bulldogs. So, uh, yeah, I'll give it to them. There you go. Jimmy, are you joining the Melbourne bandwagon?
1: Yeah, I think I have to, to be honest. And and just before we get to that, you know, Gordo, if if Liberatore wins the Norm Smith, that'll be the third play in succession to have tattoos and win the Norm Smith. Where so you get these stats from? <laughs> Well, Dustin Martin twice, and then Liber So it wasn't that hard. Um, yeah. But, but uh, I think Melbourne will win. I think I think that these just win. I really want it to be close. You know, it'd be great to have a draw. I And not a draw and an extra time, and these get up. Just not a draw. I think Melbourne win by four points. Very close. And why? Because they've got a better defence. I think midfield battle is going to be tough and tight. I think the defence will will uh, do it on the day. Like I said, you've got to have a good defence to win win a grand final, and I think they just get it done.
0: Yep, that's for all very sound knowledge there, boys. And whilst Melbourne has been the best team all year, they haven't been an absolute barnstorming team. If you no, look at our, kind of the the yeah. ranking systems and all those kind of things, they're not a team, They're not an all time great. No. team. No. a
1: And Melbourne. so look at the shake on his <laughs> head.
0: And so I the, think difference that's between, fair enough though. the difference between these two sides isn't as big as we think. And as we said, three weeks ago, these were, the, these were first and second on the ladder. So I think yeah. the Western Bulldogs need a bit more respect. That's where I'm leaning. Then let's say they did finish one and two. When mm-hmm. first plays second in a grand funnel, their first is two and five since 2000. They've only won twice out of seven, seven matchups. So I don't think you want to be hunted as a minor premier. You want to be playing a, uh, You want to be playing the mismatches and have an easy grand final as opposed to a tight one. And as we said, the first quarter is so important. So Western Bulldogs are the number one first quarter team in the AFL this year. Melbourne are fifth. So they, they do get off to slightly slower starts. So the dogs will get the jump. The dogs are the underdogs. The dogs have Bevo, the magician, the mastermind, mm. the person who can turn amateurs into elites and elites into heroes. And so I'm saying the dogs win this one. After a tight three quarters, they kick away, a couple of Bailey Smith cheapest
2: towards the end, yeah, and win by eighteen points.
1: Eighteen points, Jeez. there
0: you go.
2: Here's another good shout for the Norm Smith. Bailey Smith has been on fire.
1: Mm. Yeah, there you go, God, oh, nice. You really hate the demons. Well, we're <laughs> going to be back anyway next week, so we'll see. You're going to finally, if they win, you will finally say, "I am sorry." I was wrong about Melbourne. Is that what you're going to say?
0: I will make an official, as I said, I would do for the Giants. Yeah, and then yes. unfortunately they fell to Geelong. So as as is the rules, That's I true. will make an official press conference style apology, <laughs> perhaps even live on, on our Footy Live Facebook page. Yeah, sure. Uh, to the Melbourne Football Club, to Simon Goodwin, and to Max Gorn. Mm-hmm. However, if the uh, the doggies get up, then you can both get a uh, Max Gawn tatties. All right, that's the weekend's Grand final action previewed thanks to our Footy Live experts, Jimmy and Nico, and thanks, more importantly, to Simmons Homes for sponsoring Morning. all of Footy Live's funnels coverage. So don't forget to jump in the app for one more time this season and follow all the action on Saturday night. And uh, until Tuesday, enjoy your Grand final footage.